This is the Dave Glover Show with Dave, Rachel, and Kevin. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring Outlet. The flooring experts. I got floor.com. All right, 305 on DGS. Hancock and Kelly hanging out. Thank you guys for hanging out. Appreciate you. Happy you to be here with I you. I mean, I know you're not doing it for nothing, but I like, still appreciate you. It's like Survivor over here. Ranji was here, and he's gone. <laughs> Junior's <laughs> gone. <laughs> right? Yeah, they're shrinking. Yeah, I'm, I'm going next hour. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's like, I got one more segment, and I, I'm out of here. I got stuff to do. No, I'm with you guys till the end. Let's yes. do it. We got a b- whole bunch left. I mean, we're going to talk a little college football, but Mizzou specifically with Howard Richards. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Ah, he's so great. Yeah. First of all, just a fun dude. but Fascinating guy yeah yeah the whole cia background but right. also just a great dude and it's great when you know I, I i'm happy for people like howard for longtime mizzou fans and their alums when mizzou gets to this level where they're really really good oh, why, yeah. why don't you guys tell the uh good people out there who hire howard uh what's his last name howard richards yeah it is everybody knows who he is yeah i don't well you're not a sports guy yeah, who is he? He's color commentator for the Missouri Tigers. Oh, Warren. he's Mike Kelly's. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, he and I are going to reconnect then. <laughs> <laughs> we got a few things. Uh, so we got, we got um, Dave Murray's going to join us, give us the yes. weather at 3.30. Uh, Howard's going to be with us at 4.05. Really looking forward to that. And we got a bunch of other things we're going to mix in as we go. Um, I wanted to throw this at you guys because I bring this account up. I bring these people up a lot on DGS because I love this historical perspective. All right. Okay. So there's a there's a podcast and a Twitter account called the Pessimist Archive. Yeah. And what they essentially do is they it, it, it's it's a bit of a send up on modern society because of our panics, right? We always have a technological panic, or we have a you know we're we're freaking out about something new. And what they do is they go back into history and find old newspaper articles and things of people panicking about other things in previous eras that we now would see as ridiculous. Right. But at the time, people were freaking out. So one of the one I saw yesterday made me laugh because of what we're doing right now. We're talking on the radio. Uh, this, was a, this was a newspaper article from 1926 that said, radio is to blame for, quote, all business decline in New York. Whoa. So businesses were in decline. They were having a rough economic period, and they blamed radio because people were thinking they were spending too much time listening to the damn radio and not working. Yeah, productivity was so, down. Yes, and and this has been the, the that theme. We'll blame it now on TikTok. We'll blame it on social media, on video games, whatever. We will always blame something. When the NCAA tournament rolls around, I just around, was going right? to say the same thing. Lack of productivity because <laughs> yeah. of the NCAA tournament. And the fact of the matter is we humans have always been this way. We always freak out about what's new. So I've seen that same story with novels. Kids are reading too much. They're not working enough. It's ruining their perspective on the world because all they're thinking about (laughs) is the fantasy world of their stupid novels. And now... If someone says my kid's reading books, loves to read, people Woo-hoo. are like, "Whoa, wow, yeah. that's great!" Yeah. And, and it's fascinating to me that I, I don't, I, I think it's totally rational that people have those initial thoughts. Well, change is always tough. But what I don't get is how come we just don't pay attention to the fact that it's always been this way, and maybe we shouldn't freak out. Yeah, but the unknown is scary. And now I, I remember uh, right before COVID happened. 
uh, or when COVID was happening, right? It had emerged in China and, of course, in Europe. And it was about a week before we were going to close down in the United States. We didn't know what that meant. Uh, and John Brown was our moderator on television, and they had some wet wipes and stuff. And you guys said, we're kind of making fun of me about blah, blah, blah. Totally. And at the time, I didn't know. I, I, I truly believed that it would be like Ebola or something and and that it would kill us. And I, I, I have to tell you, I'm extremely concerned by this. Um, I don't know if I'm lumping this all together, but this AI slash robot conversation together because – I, you know, my brain can't fathom how we will reconcile it as human beings that, in fact, we may be able to create something that might ultimately kill us. Uh, my brain just can't fathom how we, we we would be able to stop that. So I think it's a natural reaction. It is. But what to me is uh, I find puzzling and sometimes frustrating is our lack of willingness to reflect on the fact that this has happened before and it was fine. Remember Y2K, when the internet was formed, it was like, oh my God, this is going to be the end. Uh, in fact, we had a story, we played the audio last week maybe, or the week before, uh, a BBC story, news story from 2004, and it was all about how dangerous and scary Wi-Fi was. Wi-Fi is going to kill everybody. It's giving everybody cancer. You can't be too close to it. Oh, the, the radio waves out there, the brain cancer. Yeah, and, there, and then, obviously, we had the whole 5G thing. That whole conspiracy theory, like we've always no. done this and every innovation when automation first came in, well, no more jobs for anybody. Well, guess what? Automation has been around for how long? 100 years, yeah. 150 years. And there's people like we are the most adaptable species on the planet. There's a reason we run the planet. And I told you guys this earlier, right? I was joking. I jokingly say it's because we're super smart and we're super mean. <laughs> we're super smart. We're super violent. We kill anything that opposes us. And we even kill each other when we oppose each other. Like there is nothing more deadly to the human species than human beings. Yet we're always afraid of other things. Yeah, I throw selfishness in there too. Yeah, yeah. Selfishness is a big part of our survival. I mean, why did we? Why well, you I have mean, to be right? Yeah. I mean, I think it, it, it's, it's a natural the, instinct that makes it's, it's wired yeah. into us. Yeah, survival. Right. It's all about your survival instinct. I, and and like Glover said this the other day, he says this kind of thing uh, pretty regularly. Like, how did we, our species, Homo sapiens, how did we beat out Neanderthal? Neanderthal was stronger than us. They were bigger than us. They were as smart as we were. We were meaner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe smarter, but I mean, like the whole point is, we're here for a reason. It's because we adapt and because we'll kill. Yeah, gunpowder. <laughs> I mean, we invented that too. And again, right. so I'm not saying that the I, I agree with you, Michael. I, I have concerns about AI. Yeah, but I also know that we have the ability if we start to act in advance instead of waiting until after the fact to put some guardrails on. To make it so that it's not going okay. to, you know, be the end of the world. Great conversation. And here's what concerns me about that conversation now. And maybe this is what it was back when they were saying radio was ruining the world. Because I don't know what the answer is. I don't yeah. think even the people who've invented AI and these robots know what the answer is. But they know they've probably in the same way that Oppenheimer felt. Oh, man. I've opened Pandora's yeah, box, and yes. there's no putting this genie back You're in. Right. Um, it's a great, great example. It's a yeah. perfect example. And so, and how's that gone for us? Do you think the I, unlocking of the atom? I don't think it's great, but has it? So, I, 
it's obviously what what it was used for during World War II was clearly terrible, destructive. But the argument is that it actually saved other lives. Like there would have been more dead had you not used it. Sure, that right. was the, that was the argument. And has that as a deterrent prevented point. prevented future massive battles that we saw during World War II. I mean, it is the one that that would be the reason if there's never a war between the U.S. and Russia or the Soviet Union back in the day or the U.S. and China. It's because of that. If you didn't have that, we would be probably dealing with those kinds of armed conflicts. Well, I know that I'm never going to be able to split an atom, but I bet in my lifetime I'm going to own a robot. Yeah. I bet bet we're all going to own a robot. You know, I mean, it's just... Got one now. What's the vacuum cleaner? Roomba. Oh, Roomba. Yeah. Have you seen this thing? Yeah. Does yeah. it work at nighttime or all day? She'll work anytime you want her to work. You got to program the robot. Really? Yeah. You want and her to You want her to the vacuum the rug at 3 o'clock in the morning? Does it do a good job? She does a fine job. I mean, it's not as good as I am. Does she ever get caught in a corner? She like, gets caught under the couch the co- on See, occasion. I don't want that in my house because I'll be the guy that's sleeping at 2 o'clock well, in the morning. Sometimes like, that well, you set it so that it doesn't do that. It's kind of yeah. like an Easter egg hunt some mornings. You get up. <laughs> Where's the Roomba? <laughs> Where is it? You know, is, is it in here? What's the guard know. dog think of the Roomba? Huh? What does the guard dog think well, of the Well, he sleeps robot? upstairs. Yeah. Oh, so Roomba's busy on the main floor. I get you. In the morning. I get you. So, like, what if AI is essentially this generation's atomic bomb like yeah. or, or atomic energy maybe oh. because energy can be a bomb right and it can also power a neighborhood or yeah. a big city which is obviously part of what nuclear energy is being sure. used for if ai has dangers which it does it has very clear dangers right right i mean we can't tell reality from fake sometimes and ai is not going to make that easier although the ai could also help detect the fakes as opposed to the real thing but what if having that type of intelligence solves problems oh, we I, can't I, I solve? Oh, I think it's going to. I think it's going to. I mean, I think, you know, this weight loss stuff we have right now, it's only going to get better as they I get mean, the computers on this stuff. How about it cures cancer? But at the same time, you talk about the, the, the atom bomb being something that opened up, et cetera. The access to that was limited to only a yeah, certain yeah, yeah. few. Yeah. And so yeah. the regulators, if you will, the United Nations, the individual countries who had it, we're a finite amount of stuff. We're about to open something with this AI where your neighbor's going to have it. The, the the guy that's got a couple screws loose down well, and they're going to have they're going to have the, the they're going to have, have access to it. Right. They're not going to have it. Nobody's going to have and, their own and then invented we're relying AI. on a bunch of 90-year-old people in the United States Senate to be the regulators of something. These I'm not even sure these people fully grasp cell phone well, technology. Is much less AI. This is why we need age limits, and I'm not even kidding. No, we, age limits a bad idea. I mean, I, I, if you can't operate a cell phone, I don't want you making laws about AI. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but... But i got to tell you right now... And by now, the way, if you're 90 and you the, know that stuff, wonderful, you can make laws. But here's what's scary is when, when, the, when the head of Google <laughs> is sitting on 60 Minutes saying, we've created this, we don't know what to do, we think you all ought to come up with a solution. Well, well wait a minute, dude. You, you need to be a part of this solution because I can yeah. promise you that Josh Hawley and uh, you know uh, what's a, give me a senator or a Dick Durbin yeah, don't yeah. know how to deal with AI. You're the person who invented it, and you're telling us this is our problem. Well, that, I think that's the really interesting part: is how does the highly partisan divide play into regulating AI? Because 
if you're looking at it simply, which would be rational, logical, practical, not political, yeah. it should be pretty easy to try to put limitations on saying if you have, you know, this is a, this is artificial intelligence. This is how it is defined. If it is used for these purposes, it's against the law. You will be prosecuted and punished. And you go from there, but we probably won't even be able to agree. I, I think we on will. those things. You I think, think so? Well, if you just look at the politics right now of all of the social media space and everything like that, it's remarkably bipartisan. Uh, you look at the reaction to TikTok. Okay. okay, it's remarkably bipartisan, and I think the AI is likely to have a very similar construct. Well, you better got, hurry up. You got, you got situations where Josh Hawley and uh, the uh, Sherrod Brown of Ohio are on the same page on a lot of these issues. So I'm, I'm less concerned about the partisan divide when okay. it comes to AI. And it's like anything else. You know, guns are legal, but there are certain things you can't do with a gun. Right. So, and and if you do some certain things with a gun, as long as you got an actual prosecuting attorney in place, you're going to go to jail. <laughs> and and so I that's kind of the prism that I'm looking at, yeah. at this so through. We noodled this a little bit, and if I'm winding us down a wrong path, then then <clears throat> stop me. But uh, Chat GPT, which I think is the the easiest manifestation of AI that that you and I could it's see. It's the simple like right. on the street version. I've never yeah. done it. Yeah, John I and I made jokes the other day. Yeah, I've done it. We didn't I've even know it. where to go. Yeah. But now, since that conversation yesterday, I was out last night, and I've asked everybody, have you done AI, or have you done ChatGPT? And to a T, I was with a lawyer, I was with a... You make a, it sound a, like it's a, a drug. pharmaceutical drug. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's I, I think it's going to be as important as that cell phone. Yeah, um, I agree. And but they, none of them had done it. But then I talked to a bunch of my nieces and nephews. It is the number one issue in schools. Absolutely. They are all doing it, and I'm thinking, holy cow, I'm going to be the guy with the VCR. Remember when your parents yeah, couldn't yeah. program the VCR? Yeah. That's us. I'm not. Right I'm going to be with in this it. AI. These kids know it. Yeah. We better figure this out. I don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be You don't want to be the modern guy? I don't want to be the guy who says, oh, I'm not doing email. It's a phase. Yeah, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. I'll never put a phone in my car. You just got to you know, dive my in, life man. Is blah, blah, blah. You, you just got to just dive embrace in. it. <laughs> But, but I, I will say, though, like, but this is a natural progression, right? Because when we were in school, our age group, yeah. when you had homework, you had to do your homework. Right. You can Google homework when you're at home now. And that's been the truth for a long, long time. Long time. Yeah, yeah. So this type of is that to me, the AI part and the chat GPT part is just an extension of that same concern that's already been there. You guys ever have to use the card catalog at the and library? You know oh, yeah. But you know what it's going to do, though? It's, it's going to change how we evaluate learning because if it if it becomes where homework is pointless because you can just fake it, if it becomes where term papers are pointless because you can fake them. Now, keep in mind, there are also going to be AIs that detect fakes. Yep. And they're going to be as prevalent as the ones doing fakes or allowing you to plagiarize. I hope you're right. And the other part of it would be, well, then we just go back to in-person testing everything. So what are we going to do? I guess I'm playing into that fear. Are we just going to give each other tattoos, back rubs, and feed each other? <laughs> I mean, because what jobs are we going to do if we have the computers that are going to tell us how to do everything? Somebody has to take care of the AI overlord. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Hal. I thought that was Hal, right? Yeah. Yeah, Hal was a bad dude. Yeah.
right, we got Dave Murray joining us coming up in a few minutes. He'll tell us about the weather, and then we'll talk about a few other things there as well. Normally, we do some headlines there. I didn't put any headlines together, so I'll just make some stuff up. And well, talk. you had that uh, marriage thing you wanted to talk I, about. I might throw that at, at the group with Dave here next oh, segment. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's a, right. it's a, it was a Twitter thread, and I won't read the whole thing, but it's fascinating. All right. It's a fascinating way of, I don't know, I, I don't want to give too many details, but... Uh, a woman was giving marital advice about she thinks she handled something really well and saying this is probably a good way for you to handle your relationship. Whether you are the husband or the wife, it's really yeah. kind of irrelevant. And I think what she did by putting it on Twitter actually did the opposite. But right. we'll, we'll, I'll explain that. Can't wait. We'll do that after the weather. We'll All do right. that some after the weather. Um, <clears throat> I, I just want to bring this up because it's about we're talking about perspective and not understanding things and Earlier today, we were talking about how young a country we are compared to right, the yeah. European nations, and really every other major, you know, civilization. We are just really young. Um, guy named Jesse Kelly is a political guy, uh, right wing guy who was tweeting about this over there. He, he he's put out a tweet this weekend that got a lot of attention, hmm. and it was essentially that you know I I've seen the art and architecture in other parts of the world in Europe. And I'll put ours here in the United States up against everybody's. America. And in the background of his tweet, the picture of the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been joking, right? I don't think so. I mean, come because on. Because everybody was like, this has to be parody, right? Right. Like, we all know the Statue of Liberty was made by the French for us and he was given to us. So, yes, it's an American icon, but we didn't make it. Yeah. Right. Which would make it, I mean, but isn't that kind of the ultimate yes. 2023 America? Like, <laughs> we just say dumb things yeah. when they're, we, like, you could have pointed to all of the architecture in Washington, D.C. Yeah, or some big tall right? glass building, the Empire State Building. Yeah. You could have been like, yeah, no yeah. place I get my planet. I mean, we were the. Did you inno- pick the one thing that comes from Europe. We Weren't we the innovators as far as like the great high rises yeah, and all that? Great. Like, yeah. everybody else has them now, but we were kind of the ones that led the way. The Empire State Building and right. eventually Sears Tower, and yeah, they've been surpassed. But that we kind of we kind of led the way on that. Sure. But like, it, it, I am very proud to be from the United States. I enjoy it. I love it. But I didn't do anything to earn it. It's not an no, you were lucky. thing. I was just yes, I was lucky to be born here, and I am very appreciative of that. If I were not, I would no longer live here. I could go That's live right. somewhere else, and I'd be totally comfortable. But I don't want to. I like it here, but we don't have to create a fairy tale to be happy and proud of where we live. We don't have to be the greatest at everything and the best of everything. It's okay to say, you know what? Because when I've traveled, I've been to Europe. I've been, I've seen things. I'm like, we don't have that here. We don't have some of those things. There's a reason we're called the new world. Yes. And it's okay. (laughs) We have our own things and we can be happy about that, but we don't need to have this like comparison. All right. Two things that came up there. Number one, when you say we don't have to be the greatest, do you guys remember the Saturday Night Live skit with Stuart Smalley and Michael Jordan? (laughs) Yes. Okay. If you can't jump higher than everybody else. Shoot the basketball better. Everybody else is better at you. I think he said throw the basketball. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, you had mentioned earlier that you'd been to Paris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but okay. it, it was in when I was in high school. Yeah. Did you see the Statue of Liberty, which I think they call it some other version of it, but the, the smaller Statue yeah, I saw of the Liberty? Little one. Yeah, yeah. So there uh, was something I saw. I had no idea well, when I was a kid right, when, right, I, right. when I was there. I had no idea that there were two of them. Yeah. So I remember being in Paris and they were tell, explaining it to us, and I was like, "What does every country have one of these?" <laughs> 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 but it's pretty cool, right? It's yeah. there in the middle of the what Seine River or whatever. Yeah, the Seine. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and and it's it's. Small. It's just interesting to me that, like, 
we get defensive about it, but why? Who cares? Exactly. We like what we like. If someone does, like, I use music as an example all the time because I like music that a lot of people don't like. I like really heavy metal. I don't care if nobody else does. It doesn't, I don't have to defend it. I don't have to say, John, it's so much better than ragtime. You have no idea. I don't care if anybody else agrees. But yet when it comes to like those things, we feel like we have to like prop ourselves up. You know, guys, we're, we're winning. We're good. We're already doing well. We don't need to. Couldn't possibly be better than ragtime. Coming up on 335 on DGS, Dave and Rachel and Andrew all out. They'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, We'll all be here on January 2nd to kick off the new year. Hancock and Kelly, Kevin Wheeler hanging out with you. Happy to have our buddy Dave Murray with us as well. Hello, Dave. How you doing? Hello. I would have bet money you were coming back with a bump of ragtime music. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been great. Some wild and crazy guys. Hey, uh, uh, Dave Dave Murray, tell, uh, tell John Hancock what you like to listen to every once in a while. Every once in a while, I like a little Metallica, a little Rob Zombie. Every once in a while. Oh, yeah, I can I can metal. see you and Rob Zombie all <laughs> cozy up, banging John, your head on the wall. We had dinner just the other night. <laughs> John, did you know that, that Dave agreed to go to a concert with me? Is that right? He doesn't know I it did. yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm getting the tickets, and I'm going to show up, and we're going to go to a Rob Zombie show. Nice. Would you guys like to go? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. really busy. <laughs> I wouldn't know a Rob Zombie song if you played one right oh, now. You, if you heard it, that yeah, was that Netflix series. If you heard the music, you would know. I would know it. You, you know may it, not know the lyrics or whatever. Zombie. Yeah, you yeah, you right. would know it. You'd, you'd be like, I've heard that before. Oh, there, there are a couple of them that are. One of them is in uh, one of the Matrix movies. They they've been in stuff. You'd know it. Yeah. I'll play some for you during the break. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> How about that snow out there? Yeah, let's uh, let's. I got, we got a couple things we want to get to. We don't have headlines like we normally do because I'm a slacker and I'm not uh, sharp okay, enough to put holiday. that together. But yeah, you're right. It's holiday programming. I got a separate topic that all of us will kick around. But before we do that, tell us about the weather, Dave. Is anything yeah. changing? Are we still looking at the same things the way they were last week? We're, we're kind of looking at the same thing. We have the the last impulse of wet snow coming behind our slow moving low pressure system. It will start to unfold. As we get into the evening, I think probably can get to, if we're lucky, 8 o'clock this evening before the wet snow moves in. But it's dropping in from the north because we're on the backside of this circulation. So wet snow around later on this evening, all night long. By the time it comes to an end, we should see another half inch to an inch of sloppy wet snow on the grassy surfaces, parked cars, trees, things like that. There might be a little slush on the roads, but it'd have to be secondary kind of residential roads more than anything. We will get down to 32 degrees, but that's not until first thing in the morning, above freezing really most of the night. Tomorrow, the thing is really pulling away, but it's a cloudy, cold day, 39. Still a chance of a little bit of wet snow and a little bit of light rain mixed, but I think it's fairly limited on Friday. Cloudy skies Friday night, then slow clearing. It's cold night, 28. Saturday, the whole holiday weekend is dry. Saturday, partly sunny, 45. Saturday night, partly cloudy, 30. Sunday, partly to mostly cloudy and 38 for the high. 
Sunday night, New Year's Eve, partly cloudy skies. Think temperatures kind of dropping through the 30s for evening plans and about midnight. I think we'll probably be about 30 degrees and 25 for the overnight low. New Year's Day, partly sunny, feels like winter and 38 degrees. There continue to be strong signs that the month of January is going to be much more of a winter month than the month of December. Of course, December was not a winter yeah. month at all. Could have been but, October. Uh, it, it's looking... It's looking like uh, we'll have a, a couple shots and some snow and some pretty cold air. Yeah, December felt like it could have been October this year. Yes, um, on, on some days, absolutely. Hey, Dave, we talked yesterday about the rivers being so low, and I went mm-hmm. over them again this morning uh, to Illinois. Are we in the Midwest in a drought right now? Yes. We are. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's it's one of those things where as you get into the wintertime, you don't think about it very often because, well, the vegetation's kind of dormant for the most part. But if, if this continues, I don't think it's going to, but if it does continue, uh, yeah, we're, later on in January, we'll probably have to talk about, you know, maybe putting a, a slow drip on the evergreen trees, things like that, just to make sure the root system's okay. There you Good go, times. fellas. See, I was worried about your trees out in your yard there, Wheels. Oh, uh, they're dead. Yeah. Well, that's because you need a slow drip, according yeah, we, to uh, we, uh, My wife married one of those. Yeah, I don't know what. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say that's Wheeler's middle name. Yeah. I don't, know, uh, I don't know what happened to them, but a couple years ago, they just got all weird and we had to cut them down. Yeah. Yeah. They were not big trees, though. They're relatively. Like easy, like we could, you know, the guy comes. It was nothing going to fall on the house, I guess. With the point. yeah, we are in a a basically an old growth forest through St. Louis, and trees are dying, but it's of natural causes. It's of age more than anything. So if you do lose a tree, you should plant another one. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but from an agricultural standpoint, they, we need as much rain as possible. Unless you're in the grapes business, this is like the best type of weather, right? The the barely any rain. I'm not a winemaker, so I... Yeah, my understanding is the, the more you... Yeah, you uh, the, the more grapes. you starve a grape of its juices, the more acid and sugars but, it makes. But right. the grapes have got to That's get right. juicy. I mean, they're talking about yeah. California, the, you know, 2023 being one of the best vintages ever, and it's because it was wet last wow. winter and into the spring. Oh, well, interesting. There goes that. Well, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> Frank, you, you know how you go all on about late tours and you all pretend... About, Late in heat. Yeah, you pretend like you're some expert, you know, and they're teaching you things, and you're just like, hey, you should never pretend to be an expert. I'm here for the samples. I'm not here to I learn mean, something. They, they may have. T- you might have. You might have heard that. Might might be like that's good for the last two months or Maybe whatever. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. never, I don't know. I don't know anything about wine. All right, I'm dying to hear about this marital. All right, all right. I'm going to run this by you guys. I saw this right. on Twitter, um, and I. Fi- this is this is intended. This tweet is intended. It is a tweet by a wife about her husband. All right about something she says she helped him with, mm. and this became a great relationship thing. Mm. And I think that's a lie, and I think going public with it actually undermines the message. But I want, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's pretty long, but I want to read a little bit of it, okay? Right. So it's a married couple. They have a couple of kids. One of their daughter, one of their daughters is really into interior decorating. So for the holidays, she was going to be getting a new like kid-sized couch to go in her room. Right, this was going to be a thing. Like it was a big deal. She had pointed it out and was like begging for it, and they didn't commit to it, but they were going to surprise her with it. Right. So after the the family was all done for the day, everybody's going to bed. The plan was that the husband was going to take the two sons, and they were going to go get this couch, sneak it into the house, and then eventually have it set up. You know, in the Christmas tree area. Well, according to the wife, uh, he had forgotten about that. 
So he, when she reminded him of it, he looked like he wanted to pick a fight, according to her. So she, he said, well, why don't you and the boys go do it? The boys are strong enough. It's not very big. They can do it. And she said, uh, this is her. Tw- this is where I'm going to read a little bit of it. She said, now, I could have made him the jerk. She actually used the yeah. a-hole. But she said, I could have made him the jerk and done that, but I believe in the need to know thyself. So she said, yes, I could. But if you don't go and I go with the boys myself, I'll make up a story in my head about how much more I care about Christmas magic than you do. So I want you to go do this with me so I don't create this story in my head that would lead to me resenting you. And she presents this as her having done something really nice for her husband. Mm. Crisis averted in her terms that because he didn't want to go... She would have been then in her. This is her description. She's saying this. She's saying, if you don't go and do this, I'm going to make you look like a. Uh, in my mind, you're a jerk mm-hmm. and you don't care about Christmas and I do. So to avoid that, you need to come with me and do this. This is why I'm single. <laughs> is this manipulative nonsense that goes on to mess with each other the, the, with a person yo, you're supposed I'm, to love? I'm going to ask a question here. Yes. Because. Yeah, you know, it's clearly fairly late at night. Was the yes. husband aware that he had been drinking and probably not the best thing to get in a car and go do this? I don't mm. I don't think that alcohol had been involved. The family had been watching a movie well, together. That's, that's my story. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think I think I I think the wife was helpful here. And let me explain let me explain why. Let's play out the alternative scenario. Right. The husband comes home. No. They're crap. all they're all at home, but he had I forgot, already I forgot to get the He couch. had already changed to go to bed. He Sally, had got his I've got my pajamas on. on. Yeah. Sally's couch is over there. The wife says, "Well, honey, I'll go do it." And and the husband says, "Oh, that would be great. Thank you so much." Yeah. Okay? That's how that would play out. The wife now goes. She is now boiling. Absolutely. That idiot forgot well, to get the couch. she's admitting that. And now, right. Yeah. And, and yeah. the fact yeah. that she gave voice to that and avoided that resentment is actually good because most spouses in that case, if my wife, if there's something I don't want to do, and my wife says, don't worry, sweetheart, I'll do it. For the first 30 years of our marriage, I said, okay, thank you, mm-hmm. and thought nothing of it again. Well, then you hear about that thing for the next seven years. Yeah, and, right. so, and so now I realize that if there's something I don't want to do, she probably doesn't want to do it either. And if she says, I'll do it, then I insist on doing it. Yeah, see. It, took, it takes a while to learn that. There's a twist in this for me because that's kind of why I wanted to bring this up. Uh-huh. Because the closing line was, she said, "I." Th- this is a good way that she looks at it. She said, I need you to do this thing or I'll resent it. And yes. she presents that as a powerful understanding yes. that both sides should have. Yes. I do not disagree with that. Uh-huh. I liked. I would like to know right. if I'm going to do something that's going to irritate you, <laughs> right. so then I can either I, never tell I can either not do it or I can make the conscious decision <laughs> that I'm okay with the outcome. Right. But you put that on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You I know that's what I don't get. The, yeah. Yes. You so you, you're saying you did a good thing for your husband, but you just outed him on Twitter, yeah, yeah. and you told everybody that you manipulated him. <laughs> Hello, marriage. That's the part. Like, and 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 it's a Twitter account that is not. It is not an anonymous account. Right. This is an actual person. Yeah. Right. With like eight thousand followers, who who I'm not going to give it out there, but but like this is somebody that. 
participates in. Do you and, know this person? No, no, I don't. Oh, okay. I don't. I mean, the hardest language to interpret is a spouse saying yes or no. And uh, because it, it's an interpretive yeah. comment, you, you've got to you've got to really start. Where and 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 folks out there, if you're married, well, yes, it does not always mean yes, and no, right. does not always mean sure. No. Well, and those are trick answers to questions. They typically can be too. sure. Yeah. They can and, be. And the question is yes or no. Question. You probably ought not answer it's either like, yes it's or like no. It's like standing on the old trap door. You, just, you never know when that latch <laughs> is going to go. Now, when when it's working well, I would argue that. I my for, I I won't I won't speak for John and Dave, but I'll speak for myself. It's working well. We're on thirty years. We're going great. Yeah. Because we don't play the games. Yeah. If something's yeah. going to bother one of us, we tell the other, "This is going to bother me." Yeah. There you go. And therefore, that honesty allows everybody to make conscious decisions. You're like, all right, well, you know what? If the person I care about the most in the world is going to be bothered, all right, I'm not going to do that thing. Exactly. Right. Or, right. or even if I am, I understand her and she understands me. What will actually be a problem versus what will be a nothing burger, right? Like all of that helps, but I don't think it helps to make your husband look like an idiot on, on Twitter. Twi- no, you're you're good. You're good there. Like you're giving it relationship advice, and a lot of it actually makes sense. Communicate. Be honest. Mm-hmm. This is what ha- is happening. But then you go on Twitter and you're like, yeah, guess what? He was about to be a jerk and I schooled him. <laughs> that's not going to help. No, that's like he, uh, Will now, Smith's he's, wife. He's probably fine with <laughs> What's her name? Jada Pinkett type stuff. That's a great example. Yeah. <laughs> like if, if I were him, none of the things that they had in their conversation would be bothersome to me. Right. It wouldn't be bothersome so- to me if my wife says, Listen, I know you don't want to do this, but if you don't, it's going to bother me. Would you mind? I don't mind that conversation oh, at all. Bingo. That's a normal human conversation. A good one. But then if she went on Twitter and said, well, Kevin was an idiot and didn't want to do this, but then I I played the game and then he came around, you're basically telling the world I was going to be a jerk until you guilt trip me. That's what, yeah. that's what the message sounds like. Hmm. That's the conversation needs to stay in house. Yeah, well, that's how you keep. That's how you communicate properly. You keep it in house. The rest of the world doesn't need to know that, right? Oh, I'm with you. It's amazing what people will put online and tell them. You know what I mean? What somebody told me once that prisons are full of people who told on themselves. (laughs) Twitter's Twitter's given a lot of people a reason to go to prison. Even marriage prison. It just struck me as odd. You know, like the the overall message is not a bad one. Maybe you use that one more in a third person, or you just. But like you're you're literally outing your husband, basically saying he was being a jerk about this, mm. and I, I think it's a, a it's a weird way well, to go about. Well, how does I, he feel about? Well, this? I, 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 don't, I, I don't think we. I know. wonder if before she left and this was going to go down, she asked him, "Does this outfit make me look fat?" <laughs> and he Michael. answered improperly. <laughs> Do you think that could have been what uh, could been the she root cause say. of she her? Didn't, she didn't point that out. Oh. <laughs> How do you answer that question, Wheels? Well, my wife's you super look skinny. Beautiful. So. Look, you <laughs> How's look this outfit make you? Beautiful I mean, yeah. in anything you wear. It's yeah. a, hey, Dave Murray. I've never had to worry about it. My wife Not, is like super. Skinny, did you hear what so. Murray got his wife for Christmas? No. What'd you get, Dave? I got uh, sailing lessons. Sailing lessons. Yeah. Yes. At first, He's I thought be you said, a skipper. At first, I thought you said no. saline, like saline solution. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> sailing. That's no, cool. We're gonna learn how to sail, and and not in a little boat. In a that's big cool. Boat. In a big yeah. boat. Just don't put Ranji in the little boat next to it. That scares him. <laughs> he has a thing. He's afraid of being in a small boat next to a big boat. Ranji? Yeah, it's a legit fear. Well, you got to learn about the mast and the uh, boom there. 
Murray. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. uh, you got the app. The, 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 the course, the course is quite amazing. Is it, it is. Yeah. I, I don't think we will have it accomplished completely until the end of end of 2020. Oh, wow, Do you have a hard cool. time getting on Creepcore Lake out there? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we got a little bit bigger body of work water by us. Dave, enjoy some Metallica. Thanks. We'll talk Happy to you tomorrow. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. The Voice of St. Louis. News that matters to you. KMOX. the four o'clock news we're going to bring in uh, howard richards talk a little mizzou big bowl game for mizzou Huge. really looking forward to this one that's a big matchup Huge. and if at the beginning of the year we had said this is going to be the scenario people would have been like oh my god no really way. yeah it's been a great year for coach drinkwitz and for the missouri tigers we look forward to talking about the game uh with howard richards here coming up after the four o'clock news um that's the other thing i wanted to throw at you guys did you guys see the 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 list of of uh, Barack Obama's favorite movies of the I year. I did. I did not. It got it, he posted it. It's not a some secret. He posted it, and the, his he's got a production company that's behind three of them. So he listed his movies. Like, okay, dude, I got, that's a little bit much to me. Like, yeah, three of my favorite movies. How are did my he own. get into a production company? I don't know. I just think they got money and they did that. Um, but one of them was Leave the World Behind, which I described to you guys. And I think, mm-hmm. are you guys going to go see, are you guys going to watch may, that on I Netflix? I that, will. Yeah. I may, it's, may it's check worth. it out tonight. It's worth it. It's not mind-blowing. It's not award-winning. It's not like an all-time great, but it's solid. Uh-huh. It could have been better in a few ways, and I'll be curious to see what you guys think. Thought-provoking? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I mean, uh-huh. it's, it, yeah, it, it, there are things that could be better, but it's not a bad movie. Some people really hated it. Oh. And then some people loved it over the top and i think both of those people are crazy i think it's more right down the middle oh like most things yeah uh-huh. and it'll be i'll be interested to see but i was looking at the list this list of movies and i i, I only recognize two all right do you ever hear the movie rustin rustin r-u-s-t-i-n no no how about american symphony ah uh, american no. symphony yeah uh, no how about uh well the holdovers i've heard of this that's the paul giamatti yeah movie. i've heard about that oh, one. okay great actor. didn't see it but i've i've at least heard yeah. of that one blackberry no. You heard of that movie? No. Uh, American Fiction. American Fiction. No. Uh, no. Anatomy of a Fall. Sounds familiar. No. Monster. Not the one with Charlize Theron from months, from years ago. Oh, well. <laughs> Sorry, Michael. Don't mean to, don't yeah, mean to disappoint. She don't look too good in that movie, man. Remember oh, that really? movie? Oh, no, no. She she's, she's plays a serial killer. Like, yeah. yeah Charlize Theron plays yeah. a serial killer? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a real life one. Like, she's it's a, it's a real person. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Past Lives movie. Uh, you hear that? No, I haven't yeah, heard no. of it. How about the movie called Air? Yes. You heard of it? I watched it. You did? It's the one about Michael Jordan. Uh, remember, it's the it one is? about the guy who comes up with the, oh, the, uh, Nike. the Nike. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I yeah. did not. I did yeah. hear of it. Yeah. I did not see it. Yeah. 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 That's all. That's the Nike story. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's that out guy, there that too. had some advertising behind it. Yeah. And yeah. I watched it. It was yeah. on during the Super Bowl. Was yeah. that okay. right? They advertised it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty good story. Okay. Uh, Polite Society? No. A Thousand and One? No. Oppenheimer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I'm like, I looked at this list. I'm like, oh, I've heard of three, actually four. Yeah. I'm surprised and Barbie thought, is not on this is what Barack I'm saying. Obama's list. That's such a boring list. Isn't it great to have somebody who's not out threatening to kill or start a race <laughs> war or uh, a former president who's acting like on, an adult? Dude, throw an action movie in there. 
Throw at least one fun movie in there. Well, like you want him to say that he's into Batman or some superhero. It nonsense? doesn't have to be superheroes, but there was other stuff. This is an intellectual. This is not. That's some, my point. Yeah. That's boring. I That's what I want as I president. I don't think this was well, a yes, particularly I, good movie <laughs> here, was it? Twenty three. It was not great. No. Um, in part because a lot of things were held back from COVID right. and uh, and all that. But I just, I don't know. I, I, it, it sometimes, sometimes I wonder. I wonder if anybody has fun. I think you're searching for things to be irritated by. It's not an irritation thing. It's just more of like, I'm not like that guy. Well, no, we're I'm not. Like, I'm like, well, I mean, you might be. No, I'm not like him. I mean, that guy's like a Rhodes Scholar. He was... So Rhodes Scholars can't like fun? Well, I, I, mean, like fun. I think he's probably intellectual. First of all, I didn't see those movies, but if you put a gun to my head right now and said, name a movie besides Oppenheimer and Barbie that came out this year, prior to you saying that list, I couldn't have given you one. Yeah. Really? Those Same. are the only two movies I know because I know there were a bunch of superhero movies. I don't go. I'm not into Why it. do you not like superhero movies? Because it's not a movie. I, I, I mean, it's fine. It's a cartoon or it's a live action cartoon, but I'm that just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> it's a movie. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I don't know, some bad sport, you know, like uh, camel racing. I don't want to watch that either. I didn't know they raced. What about cables? Killers of the Flower Moon, maybe? They'll race anything. That's pretty big. Now, I've heard good. somebody said to me the other day that it was worth the three-hour investment. It was good. If it were two hours, it would have been better. Yeah. <laughs>